hope you enjoy this message from St. Martin C3, a location of C3 Church, Christchurch. Hope you are refreshed and ready for the year ahead. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, there are challenges still before us with COVID-19, isn't there? But, uh, you know, we will face those challenges as we go. Uh, while I'm on that subject... Um, could you, uh, we have to encourage you to please use the app and sign in as you came. I know most of us don't. We're getting pretty relaxed now, aren't we? we I, I must confess I'm not that good at it either. I try and remember uh, to do it, but uh, you just go in and out of shops and places. Um, but uh, that's uh, something that we can all do uh, just in case something does, uh, there are community transmissions. Uh, fortunately, Uh, In New Zealand at the moment, we aren't in that situation. Unlike other countries, we are very blessed, aren't we? It's just been so good over the summer to have freedom to go and um, have a relatively normal summer and just be relaxed and uh, that sense of, I suppose, the security of knowing that we're in a fairly safe environment uh, in New Zealand. And that's what I want to talk about today. That's, you know, that feeling that maybe we have at the moment in New Zealand, Hope, hopefully it's not complacency, hopefully it is that sense of, hey, you know, this is good, we can relax, there's kind of a, ah, yeah, this is, this is okay, we're, we're safe, we can go about our daily lives. That feeling of safety, of security, is a cry of every human heart. And over this summer, we've been looking at the cries of our heart. What are the, what are the deep things in every human heart that, that we need, that, that we cry out for? And one of those things is that sense of, I am safe, I am secure. I, I, you know, life is okay. Everything's going to be all right. Actually, most of us, probably all of us, have some form of insurance for that very reason. You know, we don't like life to be unpredictable. We don't like things happening to us out of the blue that we can't kind of compensate for. So we pay a lot of money for insurance that we may or may not ever use, but we kind of have that as a backstop. Why? Because it gives us that sense of security. You know, I read an interesting article the other day, and I actually didn't believe this, until someone told me about it and I did some research. You know that there are billionaires around the world that own houses in New Zealand that they've actually never been to, or they've actually built, get this, there are actually underground bunkers in New Zealand. They've actually um, bought them out, uh, they actually build them in Texas, and they ship them out to New Zealand, they dig a great big hole, and there's, like, it's not small, like, it's like this three, four hundred square metre house, like, bigger than most houses that we we live in, and it's all there just in case, you know, they need it, you know, just in case, because New Zealand's considered a safe place to be, it's a secure place to be. So we go to a lot of effort, some people spend a lot of money to have this sense of safety, to have this sense of security. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to want to be safe and secure. Um, It's totally understandable. It's the way God actually created us. Every child that is born into the world is hoping or has a cry of their heart to be in a stable, safe environment, right? 
And we want that for them as well. It's the way God made us. It's not a sinful thing to want to be safe and secure. It's not a bad thing. It's just a human thing. Okay? It's just a natural cry of every human heart. And God created us with this need for security. He created us to live in a world where we would relate close to him and find that security in him. Primarily, we would get that from God. Like If you go back to the Garden of Eden, right? So you've got Adam and Eve in the garden. Adam and Eve didn't have any worries. Like They didn't wake up every day and go, Oh, I wonder if the world's going to end, you know? Like they, they, you know, I wonder if COVID's going to get us or anything like that. They didn't have any concerns. Why? Because they were in a perfect environment. Well, that kind of helps, yes. And God was right there with them, giving them that security and that safety they need. Likewise, heaven isn't an unsafe place. It's a safe place, right? It's a secure place. You're not going to have any worries or cares or um, stresses in heaven. Why? Because it's a predictable environment. It's a, it's a good environment that God has created, and he's right there for us. The problem is we don't live in Eden, and we don't live yet in heaven. So there are two consequences of living in, in between Eden and heaven. And one is that evil has been introduced into our world, right? And evil makes our world rather unpredictable. Bad things do happen in our world. And we can't do a whole lot about that. We can mitigate against it as much as we can, but there is only so much we can do. There's only so much we can control. But the second thing, the disconnection that we've had with God because we sinned, we rebelled against him, and we stepped away from the security, that sense of safety that he provided, we can do something about that. That is something that we can do a lot about. I'm going to look today at how God, how we can reconnect with God and the safety he provides. It's, we read in Philippians 4, in the NIV, we read this. Philippians 4, verse 4, says this. Rejoice in the Lord always. Always, all the time, even when you don't feel it, and even when things are going to custard, you know, you, you still rejoice. Now, you might say, well, come on, Paul, that's, that's, that's a little bit unrealistic. Why do you say that? Well, he says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. He is right there. Do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus well let's let's unpack this a little bit today first point that he's making here is rejoice in all circumstances. Look at your circumstance and go, okay, here's an opportunity for me to trust God and see God come through. I don't need to be anxious about it. There are lots of occasions right throughout scripture where God says, or Jesus says to his disciples, or God tells his people, do not be afraid. 
Like I, I, you know, people have actually done the count on this. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's hundreds of times in the Bible where God says, do not fear. Don't be afraid. Why does he say that? Because he knows we will, right? <laughs> because he knows that's, that's human. That's what we are. We're afraid of what might or might not happen. We do get anxious. And so the first thing that God says is, hang, hang on a minute. Just don't do that. Just don't let your heart get distracted by the, the circumstances around you, don't get anxious. Don't, just don't go there, which is easier said than done, isn't it? Uh, so a good example of this is um, Jesus is with his disciples. He's had a pretty big day. So they're out on the boat going back across the lake, and he falls asleep. So Jesus is asleep in the boat, and then the storm comes up. It's a wild storm, and they're, like, they're only in a little wooden boat. And like the storm is threatening to actually break up this boat. Now, I don't know if you've been out on a heavy sea and, you know, you're, you're literally the craft you're on is about to go under. Like, it's a pretty scary thing. You feel extremely vulnerable, extremely afraid. And the disciples understandably go, mate, this is a really bad situation. You know, our lives are on the line here. And they look at Jesus and go, he's asleep. Like, What's with that? Like, how can he sleep in the middle of the storm? So they wake him up and go, you know, hey, what are you going to do? Aren't you afraid? And he goes, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Calm down, storm, and he goes back to sleep, and the storm calms down. And they're just like, what? <laughs> you know, like, what is going on here? And what Jesus was showing them is that they don't need to be anxious. He has things in control. God has things in control. And when we get that perspective, that whatever we're going through, God's got this. It completely changes our perspective. I was thinking about this as I was preparing it this week, and I was thinking, but hang on, Jesus must have been a bit anxious at some point in his life. And the point that, if you look at the Gospels and you look at where Jesus was probably the most anxious... I was saying it would have to be in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? And that's understandable. I, you know, anyone who's facing torture and death within the next few hours, I think I'd be a bit anxious, you know? And so, quite rightly, Jesus is concerned about what's going to happen. And he goes to the Father, and what does he do? He prays. Exactly what Paul says here in prayer and petition, present your request to God. So Jesus doesn't get caught up in this fear. He doesn't allow the fear to dominate his thinking or his perspective. He comes before the Father and he goes, is there another way? And his Father says, no, there's no other way. And so he accepts it and he embraces what's before him. And the key thing here is that Jesus gained God's perspective even in the most trying of circumstances. And I don't know about you, but there are times where I fret about things and it's nowhere, my life isn't even in danger and I'm fretting about stuff. And I have to remind myself, do not be anxious, but come before God in prayer. Gain his perspective. Know that I am in his will. I'm in his presence. I'm in his care. Um, I know about you, but I, I read these stories of people who have been martyred for their faith, that people that have literally given their lives for the sake of Christ. And I go, 
would I be afraid in that situation? And the, the courage that you, you read some of these stories um, and you, you, you read about it and you go, how can they do that? Let me give you one of those stories. The year is 202 AD. Okay, so it's just a few years ago. Um, it's under the Roman Empire. Perpetua, who's just this 22-year-old um, not a church leader, just a committed Christian, got a couple of young kids, uh, one who's a baby, and she's living in North Africa, well, it's sort of near Egypt, what we now know as Egypt. She's living there um, 200 AD. The Emperor Sepphoris, who's the, who's the Caesar of Rome at the time, has decided that Christianity is a threat to his, his power. He wants everyone to call him Lord. He doesn't want anyone else to call, be called Lord, especially not Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So he demands that his whole empire give allegiance to him, and the Christians decide, no, we're not going to do this, in- including this very courageous young lady. And her dad, who's not a Christian, cannot understand her decision to not just, he goes, just say the words, just give allegiance to Caesar and, and just move on. You, you know, for the sake of your children, don't give your lives. Don't, get, don't throw away your life. And her response is this, and I quote, It will happen as God wills. For you may be sure that we are not left to ourselves, but are in his and she faces the judge. She doesn't renege. She doesn't shift her allegiance. And she goes to the arena where she is slayed by gladiators. But her example and her witness inspires many others to follow Christ. And she's recorded in our history books for her, her courage. Would we have that courage? I don't know. I, I, I wonder... I wonder if I was placed in that situation. I would hope that I would have the courage. But I know that it wouldn't naturally come from me. I know in myself I would naturally be afraid. But I also know that God's grace and power would be for me in that moment. And he would give me the courage that I would need. And so the question isn't, what am I facing? What circumstances am I facing around me? And how big or how challenging that circumstance is. The real question is this. Am I in God's will right here, right now? Whether we are facing a financial challenge or a health difficulty or you know, some other challenge in our lives or whether we're actually being persecuted for our faith, Wherever we are in that continuum of the challenges that we are facing in life, the most important thing is this. Are you in right relationship with God? And in that relationship, do you know that you are right in the center of his will, doing what he's called you to do? Because if you are, he's there for you. He will not let you down. 
He has conquered death. God is greater than it all. That's what we've been singing about today. We're not only to sing those words, we're actually to believe, we're actually to internalize that truth and make it real to us. That he's greater than that financial challenge. He's greater than that health crisis. He's greater than that family difficulty that we're facing. He's greater than that need we have for a visa or a job or, or a, a, you know, um, entrance into that study program. He's greater than it all. We can face even death because he is there for us. So here's the question. I want you to ponder on this today. Think of something in your life that would unsettle you. And I know for different people that that's, that's depends on who you are. You know, some people will go, yeah, no, I, I can cope with change. And then some people just can't cope with change at all. You know, would it be the, the loss of a job or a difficult financial situation or a health thing, but what would, what would rock your world? Okay? Bring that to mind. Just, just literally think of what that would be for you. Okay? Now, don't be so spiritual. You go, ah, oh, no, no, I'm all good. You know, no. no, seriously, you're human. Okay, something would unsettle your world. Okay? So now, once you've brought that to mind, what if... In that situation, God's word was also right there and saying, I'll get you through this. You're not alone. Would that make a difference? I think it would. Absolutely it would. And I think we've heard testimonies in this church of people who have testified at what difference it really makes. So do you know the God who is there for you? Do you know the God who gives you that security? Have you internalized the safety and the security that we have in God? Because here's the thing, if you haven't done that, if you haven't made that an experiential reality for you in your life, you know what you'll do is you'll look other places for that. You'll try and find it through your relationships or through finances or whatever it is, but none of those things will satisfy you or meet the need that God has, that God can do. Primarily, we're to get that sense of safety and security from God. Now, if there are other things around us, that's great, but he is the one that is in total control. He is the one that we can... We don't need to be anxious. We can pray to, we can go to. In Matthew 10, Jesus, talking to his disciples, says this, in one of the many occasions, he says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body. And you're going, well, mate, I'm pretty afraid of people who can kill me. But he says, no, no, that's not the end of the world. But cannot kill the soul, but rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Well, who is he speaking of? He's saying, no, no, don't, be, don't look to people around you or the circumstances around you. Look to God. God is the one who's in control. God is the one who ultimately decides your destiny. Have an awe, have a reverence, have a respect for him. Be in right relationship with him. And then he kind of shifts tack here and says to his disciples, because the disciples are going, should we be worried now? Are we in right relationship with God? And Jesus says, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside of your father's care. 
And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be anxious. Don't be afraid. You are worth far more than sparrows. In other words, if you know God, he's caring for you. He's got this. He's looking out for you. He will never leave you or forsake you. So that's the first point. Don't be anxious. The second part of that passage in Philippians 4 says this, but in every situation, prayerfully present your requests to God. And my encouragement in that would be be honest about it. Like, don't, don't fake it with God. Don't, don't sort of go, go oh no, God, I, I, I think I trust you. I've got this. If you're anxious about something, then tell God. Say, look, I'm really worried about this. I, you know, that's okay. Tell him. Tell him that you're worried. And say, look, I don't want to be anxious about this, but I am. And just, just open your heart to God. If you're worried about the future and um, what, what might happen or the whole COVID situation or the vaccines as they roll out or whatever it is, present that request to God. Say, God, I need you. I need your perspective. I need your peace in this situation. You know, and just be committed to following him and staying in right relationship with him. And he will give you the right perspective. And there have been many times that I've got, gone to God in prayer and I'm going, God, I, I just can't see a way through this. And it's not like God gives me an immediate insight uh, to get through the situation, but he gives me that sense of, of peace and that he's there for me. And then I go, okay, okay, well, you know, I, I know you've got this. And then in time, he reveals his perspective. So bring things to God in prayer. The trouble is, we, we usually use prayer as a last resort. You know, it's the last thing we do. We try and solve the problem every other way before we come to God in prayer. Whereas Paul's encouraging us here, no, in every situation, all the time. Just make this sort of your natural default of what you do, where you go, right, I'm not going to be anxious, I'm just going to take it to God in prayer. I'm, I'm putting this on Him. And when that happens, when you do this, the third thing happens, which he talks about here, the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, you might say, oh, you know, that's just sort of positive mental thinking. You know, this is kind of what the world talks about. It's kind of mindfulness where you kind of, you know, shift it onto God and you haven't got it on yourself anymore, so you're at peace. No, 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 this is, this is a real relationship where the person who created you, the person who is in control of the world around you, you are literally giving it to him. And he, in turn, imparts into your, in the core of your being a supernatural peace that you couldn't have generated yourself. It's just not something that you could come up with. It's real, it's tangible. And it's something that we can know in despite the circumstances that we're facing. And I hope and pray that if you've been walking with Christ for a while, that you know that peace. That, you know, that you've experienced that. But if you haven't, my encouragement today is you can know that peace. There is a peace that transcends just that kind of sense that things will be okay to like completely dissipating all the worries and the concerns that are rolling around in your head. 
It is, it is a powerful and supernatural thing that we as children of God can access anywhere, anytime. Isn't that so cool? I think that is so cool. If we follow this principle in Scripture, to not be anxious, to not look at the circumstance and get all caught up in solving that problem and working it out ourselves and go, okay, I'm choosing to not be anxious about that. I'm actually going to present this request to God and ask for his peace into that situation. Because to walk in that peace is a fantastic thing. It's the only way to live life. It's the life that he calls us to. It's the security and the safety that Adam and Eve experienced in the garden that is restored in Christ that he wants us to live in. Because if we don't live in that peace, we're robbed of the joy that God has for us. So let, let the joy be restored in your life. Don't be anxious. Don't worry. Give it to God in prayer. Seek that peace. That peace is a very powerful peace. You know, we, we all have this need for security. That, that's not a bad thing. You know, you're not going to get rid of that. But think today about where you're sourcing your peace from. Are you looking to things in the world and things that you can control? Or other people around you that can help you in that? Or are you truly trusting in God for him to meet those needs in your life, for him to provide that security, to provide that sense of safety that you need? And I know today that as we seek him for that, there will be a peace that will rest in our hearts that only the Holy Spirit can bring. You might be here today and, you know, I'm talking about this relationship that we can have with God and you're going, mate, I, that, that's a bit weird. I haven't heard that you can have a relationship with God. Well, at the end of the day, that is what Christianity is all about. We're not, we're not here to play church. We're not here to believe certain things about God or hold, you know, good conservative Christian values. What Christianity is fundamentally about is a relationship with God, is putting our deep trust in the one who created us, coming into that relationship which Christ has made possible. So if you're here today and you're going, hey, I want to know more about that sort of relationship, I want to know what a relationship with God looks like, we'd love to talk to you about that afterwards. Actually, just... Um, you know, soon we're going to have a, a sing a song, and after that, we're going to have a time where we just connect with each other. And if you want to have a conversation about that with me, I'd love to introduce you to what a relationship with God looks like. Just come and chat to me up the front here, and we can pray together and talk together of what that looks like. But if you have a relationship with God, if you've given your life to Christ, if you are a Christian, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, in every circumstance, present your prayers and your requests to God. And here's the promise that comes when we do that. Is his peace will come. His peace that transcends understanding. A peace that we, we can't generate ourselves. A supernatural peace that he will grant to us. And let's seek that together. Can we do that today? Hey, let's stand and we'll pray into that.
Mm, thank you, Lord. Lord God, we look down through history, we look at the scripture, we look at what you've revealed. And we see that you're a God who is in control. There is nothing that happens that's beyond your ability. And Lord, we do face challenges in this life. We even face death. But Lord, you give us assurance in your word that your love is greater than death. Your goodness, your character, who you are is greater than it all. You are a good God who takes care of your children. You'll never leave us or forsake us. God, I thank you that we have a security and a safety and a peace that is in you. It is beyond that what we can imagine. And Lord, I pray that as we stand as your children here today, Lord, I pray that we would connect with greater levels of that security, of that peace that is in you. Holy Spirit, I pray right now, as you're present here, as hearts are open to receive from you, Lord, I pray that you would pour in your peace. A peace that transcends our abilities, transcends our thinking, transcends our circumstances, transcends our fears, transcends our anxiety, our worries, our concerns. Calm and Breathe in your peace. Come and let your peace, your supernatural peace, rest in every heart, on every mind, in every life here today. Just increase, Lord, we pray. Holy Spirit, I pray right now. Thank you. Thank you for that peace. But Lord, I pray, increase that peace. Increase that sense of peace in our hearts. Wherever we're at before you, Lord God, come. Come by your Spirit. May we just take a moment and rest in your peace today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Just increase your peace. Help us see what you see. Not the circumstances around us, but help us see beyond the circumstance to you. Because you've got this. May our hearts and minds be at peace, we pray. And Lord, may that be an empowering peace. May it not just be a peace that's good for us, but may those around us who look into our lives see it how in control we are, how at peace we are with our lives, how, how, we, how we're not anxious, how our lives are at peace. And may they ask us about the peace that is resting in our hearts. 
May we be instruments of peace to the world around us. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. And we rest in that goodness today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit c3chch.org.